This is Truth Talks. Welcome back, everyone, to the Truth Talks podcast. I'm your host, Buddy Boone. Thank you all for tuning in today. If you have not subscribed to the podcast, please do so and share it with a friend, just like a cookie. I don't know what to say. <laughs> the gospel. Share it with a friend just like the gospel. Go. There, there you go. go. Yeah. And with me today is uh, Pastor Matt from Bellcroft Bible Church. How are you doing today, sir? I am just happy to have a home, man. <laughs> so we don't have to keep moving equipment yes. back and forth. Yes, that's yeah. a lot of work. Yeah, it is. Nice. It is. Half the time, I'm like the first podcast that we record. I'm sweating. Like I've sweat all the way through my shirt because yeah. I have to, you know, do all I'm, the work, do all the work, thinking through everything. But yeah, it feels good to actually have it. So we come in, we just get down. That's yeah. it. This, so this is good too. I like it. This yeah, is, this, it is. It's nice. This feels like a good home. Yeah. Later on, we're going to record, uh, video record everything. So you all will be able to see the inside of his office. If you follow us on Instagram, you will see uh, what the setup looks like. But you also see the deer head that's uh, on the wall. Uh, you please that might scare some people. Yeah, it, it it I mean it's it's a deer head. I mean uh, venison is is very tasty and it's it was healthy. put yeah and it, it was put on this earth for the for the purpose of consumption. That's I in feel. Genesis one and two. Yep, there you go. Have so. dominion over the earth. <laughs> yep. And, and then you heard a deer run away as soon as you said that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, that was after the flood. Yeah. Okay. There yeah. you go. Well, here we are. Uh, we're back. This is part two. Uh, we are talking about marriage. And the last podcast, uh, if you have not listened to that, you should definitely go back and listen to that. Uh, Pastor Matt just kind of put the groundwork uh, for the conversation um, and given us the purpose of marriage. Um, if you are not married, it's okay to listen to this because Absolutely. you will understand not just what marriage is, but um, as we were kind of talking uh, offline, um, the the big thing is uh, how this all weaves, and it's basically a a picture mm-hmm. of the gospel. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, you know, the Truth Talks podcast, we talk a lot about the gospel because that's what's important. That's Absolutely. that's the reason why we do this. So here's a question that I'm going to kind of throw out to you as we're talking about this whole thing. So as far as uh, the purpose of marriage, you're saying the biggest one is to uh, give a picture of what that is. Mm-hmm. Sanctification is one of those things that you uh, kind of put out there mm-hmm. as far as like one of the one of the purposes as well. Mm-hmm. Um with that in mind, what, how does that work with, you know, the sanctification, uh, uh, of, you know, the saints and then mm-hmm. like, give us a little bit, like dig a little deeper into that and give me a, a, a mm-hmm. different, uh, you know, yeah. kind of viewpoint on it, I guess. Yeah. So, um, married, married or single, both are a blessing before the Lord and uh, God has the design that is perfect for, for all of us in mm-hmm. that. And, um, but either way, God is, his whole goal is to make us holy, Mm -hmm. right? And again, we can't lose sight of that, though we have in the contemporary church. We are not about fire insurance. That is not, that was never God's design to simply save you from the fires of hell. Most specifically, his design was to save you from himself. Mm -hmm. That's far scarier than the fires of hell. The fires of hell are just a ramifications of his wrath so really as Thessalonians makes really clear it's all about being saved from the wrath of God and while being saved from the penalty of sin is real and important that is not ultimately God's design Mm -hmm. most people lose sight of that they think it's just 
I'm freed from the penalty of sin. I'm good to go. I can live my life. Not, not at all. God wants, uh, ultimately, in his design, is to draw us unto himself, make us like Christ, i.e. make us holy, mm-hmm. uh, as he is holy. And um, that takes a lifetime. Um, positionally, we are made that instantaneously <clears throat> upon regeneration and repentance and faith in the Lord Christ. It's called the Great Exchange. Christ gets our sin. That's why he, the wrath of God, there it is again, was poured out on Christ for mm-hmm. our sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he never sinned, but he bore our sin. And mm-hmm. so he, he had to deal, uh, bear the wrath of God. We don't have to deal with the wrath of God. Christ did. We get the blessing of Christ's righteousness, his perfection, his holiness. That is given to us the moment we're saved. That's why the Bible calls us saints, mm-hmm. right? Holy. That's what that word literally means. Holy ones, set apart ones, because we are in God's sight, because we're, again, back to the marriage, we're one with Christ. Therefore, in God's sight, we are holy. Um, now, that is positional holiness, but God cares most about making us practically, personally, progressively holy. And that is really what salvation is all about, is uh, bringing us to that point. Salvation is an ongoing work of God, whereby he saved us, past tense, from the penalty of sin. Present tense is saving us from the power of sin. Future tense will finally, ultimately save us from the presence of sin. Mm -hmm. That's all salvation. Mm -hmm. And salvation is depicted in Scripture along those three uh, paradigms, past, present, and future. Uh, We call the past justification. We call the present sanctification. We call the future glorification. Believe this or not, most of the time in Scripture, salvation is spoken of in a future tense, Mm -hmm. although we speak of it often in past tense, and we're really referencing more justification than we are anything, but most of us um, aren't, haven't thought deep enough about our salvation, so we just kind of lump it all together, and that's why most of us are confused about it. Why am I still struggling with this? Why am I still wrestling with this? Well, it's because your salvation really technically isn't complete yet. God is still working. He is still doing his work in you. And uh, again, that's all that sanctification, which is all the subset of the, of the full plan of salvation. And again, we don't think enough about this. And that's why Scripture is confusing to us, because we have these boxes that we live in rather than just letting Scripture speak. Warning passages, for instance, in Scripture are so much about our present pursuit of sanctification, God's present work of salvation in our life. And uh, and they're, they're not confusing when you see it through the biblical paradigm that I just described. And so take that now and put marriage into that present work of of salvation, that present work of sanctification, where God is progressively making us holy. And one of the conduits that he uses for that is the marriage relationship. The marriage relationship um, heightens our sin, meaning it elevates it, it brings it out from the hiding, right? And uh, it helps us see it. It helps us deal with it. Mm -hmm. You have, uh, again, if you're, again, all of this is is assuming, and, you know, it's always dangerous to do that, but it's assuming that you're at least pursuing a God-honoring marriage because, you know, you can do this the worldly way. All kinds of people get married, and it doesn't necessarily sanctify them because God's not part of it. But again, assuming we're talking about God-honoring believers that seek a God-honoring marriage, 
it will sanctify you because it's going to it's going to reveal it's going to pull out of the hiding all of those hidden crannies in your heart of selfishness and pride why um here's the deal and now we'll cut to the chase really quickly to get to your point about sanctification the biggest issue in marriage here you go write this down never forget yeah, unless if you're driving don't write it down no i'm talking i'm talking to you buddy oh I'm, I'm, yeah yeah i'm listen, taking notes listen, listen, <laughs> listen everybody by now has heard me say this whole podcast thing is a blessing only because it's all about me discipling you That's everybody else just gets to listen yeah i'm a just i'm a pastor i'm your pastor i'm your mm-hmm. shepherd I'm, I'm i care more about you and beverly and your walk with the lord than I do whoever's listening. Yeah, I, I, I love that. I love you, whoever you are that's listening, but this is one-on-one right here. This is pastoral discipleship every podcast, yep. and I love it, yep. and it's a blessing, and that's mm-hmm. my heartbeat. And so uh, anyway, um, so I'm talking ultimately to you. Mm. The issue in marriage, and this, is, this, this never ceases to be the issue, the issue in marriage is we are selfish, period. We go into marriage... We started out this way, and most of us don't even realize it. And again, that's the beauty of marriage. It gets revealed really quickly, but it's all about us. Mm-hmm. It's all about me. I'm marrying this girl for me. I'm marrying this guy for, you know, the girl says, for me. He, he, will, he will help me do this. He will make me do this. He will give me this. She will do this for me. It's all about me. It's all selfishness. We are, we are selfish to the core. We are prideful to the core. We are lords of our own life. Mm-hmm. And marriage is one of the platforms by which that gets revealed so clearly. right? Most men will marry their wives not for the glory of God, mm-hmm. but for their own pleasure. It's yeah. just lust. It's not love. Mm-hmm. It's they, they, they have a fetish. They have a, 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 a dream. They have a desire sexually. And it's all for this woman, and so they ultimately get married more out of that than they do out of anything else. And and it's so sad. And so at the end of the day, when you start running down Scripture and hunting uh, Scripture's purpose in marriage or, or God's design for marriage as it's displayed in Scripture, you realize really quickly, oh, wow, this even marriage isn't about me. Mm-hmm. Nope, it's not. It's all about God. And that's the issue that you grow in and you learn. Of course, again, I've, we've already went over this generally. Marriage is about companionship. That's a blessing to us personally, mm-hmm. right? I'm, I married my best friend unashamedly. Mm-hmm. She is my best friend. Listen, I love you, buddy, and I do. I really enjoy hanging out with you every chance I get. <laughs> but if I have you or my wife, listen, I'm going to pick my wife 10 times. If, if you didn't, I think there's a problem. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, anybody, she's yeah. my best friend. And so mm-hmm. absolutely, it's a joy and uh, there's companionship. And so it's not that we don't get personal benefits. We do, mm-hmm. right? All kinds. But that's not our motivation. Yeah. That's not our drive. That's just the gift of God that marriage is. Yeah. The drive is God's glory. Mm-hmm. This is what it's all about. Yeah. And, and And let me just read a scripture here that drives this point mm-hmm. and uh, so we'll get to the roles in marriage sooner or later but uh, just in ephesians five twenty two, wives submit to your own husbands now the scripture doesn't stop there most yeah. people do most wives by this point have shut down <laughs> and have been like you know who does he who does paul think he is right. he wasn't even married He's misogynistic. yes exactly yeah. you know and there's eight thousand uh comments that ladies have for this yeah some ladies i should say 
wives, submit to your own husbands. Here you go. As to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Meaning you do what you do horizontally Mm -hmm. because of your relationship vertically. Yeah. So I like I often say to wives, listen, you submit to your husband with Christ in the standing behind him. Like you're doing what you do for your husband because you're doing it for Christ. And and um, I've preached on this so many times, even at Belcroft already, because it comes up in the text quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we're going expositionally through Colossians or Ephesians or Titus or wherever. And the reality is, is a, a woman that struggles to submit to her husband more than likely is a woman that struggles to submit to Christ. Hmm. It's your submission to Christ first and foremost that then is the fuel and the motivation and the encouragement to submit to your husband. Mm-hmm. Most women have it backwards. Yeah, They're working on trying to submit to their husband, which he's never worthy of submission if we're honest. Because he, he's he's a ever well I mean the rea- well the reality is he's he's gonna fail yeah just wait just just wait a little bit and mm-hmm. he's gonna let you down and you're gonna have every reason for for not submitting to him but he's not the reason that's the point here in Ephesians yeah. it's not based upon the husband it's based upon Christ mm-hmm. you submit to him as you're submitting to Christ yeah you submit to Christ and therefore you submit to your husband again why because marriage isn't about your husband and it's not about you it's about Christ mm-hmm. the whole thing is about him look Looking up to him, pointing to him, exalting him. Well, same thing for husbands. Watch. Verse 25. Mm-hmm. Husbands, love your wives. Okay? It doesn't stop there. Mm-hmm. As Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Mm-hmm. There it is again. And then he goes on and he keeps pointing to Christ. Right. It's all about Christ. Mm-hmm. Husband, you don't love your wife the way you want to love her. You don't love her the way you think you should love her. Mm-hmm. You love your wife the way Christ loves her yeah i'm gonna I'm a slow you down because i don't want you to preach right now but uh, uh, you I, have it, to cut yeah. me off man. cut me off come Cause, on because i have a few questions that i want to get to so here, here's the thing that's why you're the host man. yeah because <laughs> i because I, I and the thing here's here's the other thing too like i don't want to stop you because yeah. i'm like yeah, just keep going keep going i don't want to stop you see but, my gestures yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. this somebody, like somebody said the other day they thought i was they thought i was sick because I was sniffling and during the beginning of one of the sermons, mm-hmm. and uh, they had texted and said, "Pastor, are you okay? Can we pray for you? Are you sick?" And I said, "No, I'm fine. I was just, I was actually crying when I went up to the pulpit. So I was trying to get my composure." Mm-hmm. And uh, the person that texted said, "Well, uh, one of their one of their children said, no, he's fine. His GPM is really high. His and, GPM, yeah, his gestures per minute." <laughs> <laughs> what in the world? And I thought that's that's pretty good because yeah, yeah. my GPMs can get pretty high. Yeah, so. uh, yeah. My youngest does your does some of your gestures sometimes. So she wants to make a point. She does the gesture yep. that you do. It. It's it's hilarious. So we call it now around our house, Dad. You you got you got a lot of GPMs going right now. <laughs> yep. I thought that was funny. So uh, here's the thing I want to kind of pull out. So uh, the the whole object of salvation is to sanctify. Like that's the objective, and that is um, as Paul was talking about. You know, uh, is it Paul talked about like the bride and 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 yep. Christ's return and everything like that? Yeah, it's coming up here in Ephesians five. Right. So I mean, let's not let's. I mean, how many how many uh, verses do you want that talk about that? But Romans eight, 
28, 29 talks about the whole idea of conforming mm-hmm. us into the image of Christ. That's his whole purpose. That's why we were uh, foreknown. That's why we're predestined. That's why we mm-hmm. were elected. And all of that, speaking of Christ-likeness, speaking of holiness. But you could go over to Colossians mm-hmm. um, chapter Colossians chapter 1. Mm-hmm. So, and the reason why I even want to bring that up is because the sanctification part one of the you said the biggest issue is selfishness. Yes. Yeah. And um, I think that uh, and and this is going back to the uh, Passions of the Heart series. Yep. Uh, you really pulled that out a lot of times and just kind of put that in, and shine oh, yeah. a huge light on that. The yeah. greed, the selfishness, the pride that's there. Yep. Um, so, that is the whole you know purpose of sanctification. Pulling that out. And, Absolutely. And so here's here's the gospel and its purpose. In Colossians 1, 21, mm-hmm. and you who once were alienated, there you are, separated, hostile in mind, doing mm-hmm. evil deeds. That's mm-hmm. a three-part sentence that's really clear and vicious, right? Yeah. <laughs> we were alienated from God. We hated God in our mind, hostile in mind, and we were marked by evil deeds. He has now reconciled, brought, brought you to himself in his body of flesh by his death, purpose statement in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him Hmm. that's the whole point this Mm -hmm. is what he's doing it's not fire insurance alone right he is saving us that he talks about that already back in chapter 113 and 14 where he we have been pulled out of the kingdom of darkness and we have placed in the kingdom of sun, we're in the kingdom of light, the kingdom of his son, where we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. That's that penalty being forgiven. That's a given. That's justification. That's done. But the really the driving point is to make us holy, to bring us to Christ, to make us like Christ in the sense of that holiness. That is what drives everything. That's why it's so f- pivotal and primary in the mind of God, in the plan of God, and should be for us. Mm-hmm. And so that's just one verse that just explicitly, clearly, but it's repeated. And literally every every New Testament epistle says it mm-hmm. multiple times that this is what it's about. It doesn't get talked about in the church today. We rarely think about it, but this is God's work. This is why if you have somebody who claims to be a believer and they have absolutely no fruits of righteousness, which is what John the Baptist called them, or have no fruits of repentance, they have no marks of of progressive holiness, not perfection, but growth in godliness, then you have to question their salvation because that's the very point by which they're saved. And so if you don't have that, you're not seeing that, there's not some some at least uh, marks of growth. You have to go, am I really saved? You have to because that's the purpose by which God saved us. Mm-hmm. And he's and again, it's not complete. We're not where we will be but we're not where we once were. And that's the joy of our salvation. He's changing us. So, yes, yeah, so when you pull marriage into that, then marriage is a huge part of God's work of bringing us, as everything is for that matter, but marriage is a huge part because it's a big part of our life on earth. And so God in his divine design uses marriage mightily mm-hmm. to sanctify us, to grow us, to change us. You said uh, something that, I've never really thought of, mm-hmm. which is why you said it, that we haven't really thought deeply about our salvation. Yeah. Um, I've never heard the, the, the actual idea of salvation, uh, being an, uh, a not yet thing. Oh yeah. I've always thought that salvation like, Past um, tense. yeah. Or 
ongoing. Yeah. Um, I, I would almost like I, I'm thinking of a scripture is like work out your soul salvation. I think Paul mm-hmm. said that, you mm-hmm. know, so, you know, can you give me more about that? Because it's, mm-hmm. it's like I, I really want to understand like what that salvation would be is because my idea would be that sanctification would be that ongoing work, mm-hmm. uh, not salvation being something and then glorification. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're getting into all the shuns. So the glorification yeah. being the final shun. Yeah. You know, so kind of give me a little bit more. about. So that. if I had a, it, on my whiteboard over there, we could do this live. <laughs> I would draw. Right. right. You would draw. I would draw like a big bubble and it would be salvation. Mm-hmm. Right. And then. Within that, right, we we break that down, and we have justification, redemption, propitiation, regeneration, all the shuns, mm-hmm. sanctification being a big part of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, again, sanctification and justification, right, they are two different realities, yet they're inseparably linked, right? You can't have one without the other. Right. And uh, but all of that, those shuns are all are all part of salvation. Right. They're all a work of salvation. And uh, so, yes, you can go to and this is, again, you can almost pick a book and you'll you'll see it. Um, but first Peter. Right. And mm-hmm. so um, here you go. I'll just read it and let the text speak. Um, here you go. I'll, I'll start back at the beginning, going back to the point I said earlier. Um, verse two, he's talking. He's verse one is about he's writing to the. Uh, to the exiles in the dysphoria, and in verse 2, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, in the sanctification of the Spirit, for obedience to Jesus Christ, and for the sprinkling of his blood. Again, talking about the sanctification, that's a huge part of what of what uh, this salvation is all about, making us holy. Now watch verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again, sovereign, he did it, He's the cause to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though for now... Though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in the praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. When that salvation is complete, Mm -hmm. though you have not seen him, you love him, though you do not see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. It's it's highlighted in my Bible and circled, but never would have thought to, man, that's crazy. Yeah, and you see, it's all future tense. He's Mm -hmm. talking about this is still yet to come, right? But he's not denying the fact that we have been justified we have been made right we've been born again to a living hope so you see all of that uh, being played out and um yeah the reality of of that you can read it again in titus 2 for the grace of god has appeared bringing salvation there it is he's he's bringing salvation it's almost a past tense for all people training us to renounce godliness and worldly passions there's the sanctifying side mm-hmm. right but he's using salvation as as the as the umbrella term here a rescue, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, godly lives in this present age. Here you go. Waiting for our blessed hope, 
the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness. Here it is. The whole, what's the purpose? And to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. And we're waiting for that to be complete. We're not, we're not done yet. You can go over to uh, Jude, the end of Jude. And um, great, great little book. And you can, uh, you can see there, um, verse 19, mm-hmm. it is these, he's talking about false teachers who cause divisions and worldly people devoid of the spirit. But you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. Mm. Do you notice how he's speaking as if it's not done? Mm-hmm. Waiting for that. Yeah. Right? There That's it is. Good. That's yeah. good. Uh, we got to come back and talk a little bit more about this. The uh, plan of salvation is, is extremely simple. God is holy. We are not. Um, God provided Jesus as the propitiation for his wrath. And uh, we have a choice uh, whether we accept Jesus Christ as our uh, as as who he is and what he is his plan for us or we can reject it and uh, get the the plan for hell that uh, we are you know, kind of choosing for that. Thank you all so much for uh, tuning in. Uh, this is going to be an ongoing discussion. Trust me on this. Please subscribe to the podcast and we'll see you later. Take care. Delighting in the word that we might walk in the truth. A ministry of Bellcroft Bible Church.